Psalms 119 verse 105 says this, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. The, the, the version I memorized it in was your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And how many of you, you this is a pretty familiar verse. How many of you have heard that verse before? Come on, raise your hand, show me. You've heard that verse before. Did you know that that verse actually means the word word in that verse means the spoken word of God? So get this. The spoken word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Are you seeing this? The spoken word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So I went, Lord, why does it have to be a light? Why are you using a light? I mean, that that must mean I'm going to walk through some darkness. Some of you walk through some darkness this week. Some of you are going to walk through darkness when you get back home. Some of you, you can't seem to get away from the darkness. But if you'll, if you'll take this verse and you'll realize that God's spoken word to me is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, then you can walk through that darkness and not stumble, not trip, not fall. Are you getting it? Some of you are here today and you've been struggling for years with either addictions, attitudes, hurts and wounds, personalities, relationship issues, and you've been trying and trying and trying to get past those things, but you can't seem to get past them. You walk for a while and then you trip. And then you walk for a while and then you trip. You ever wonder why? Could it be because there's no light on your path? Could it be that there's no lamp on your feet and you're walking through darkness with no light around you and you're tripping over the same old thing again and again and again? Could it be? Well, if we'll take the message today and we'll dig into God's word and get into his presence and we'll realize that he speaks to us and his spoken word is going to bring light onto the pathway of my life, it's going to be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway, then I'm going to be able to see when the obstacles come my way. I'll be able to see when the temptation's laid out before me. I'll be able to see the trap before I stand in it. Your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But you know what's funny is the enemy doesn't want you to hear God's voice. He wants to bring confusion. He wants to make it weird. He wants to make it kooky. I can't hear God. (laughs) And you may have watched enough Christian TV to realize that hearing from God just kind of makes you weird. Not everybody's like that. I got a word for you today. (laughs) Somebody comes to you, run. The Lord spoke to me about you today. Run. God's not weird. Amen. So it's not spooky. I want you to just relax. Because he designed our relationship this way. He designed us. Watch this. With two ears. And one mouth. That means you need to do twice the listening. As you do speaking. Go ahead and bump that neighbor that you've been trying to tell that to for a long time. Because some of you, nobody can get a word in edgewise without you interrupting, without you talking, and you don't shut up long enough to hear nothing. I just, I know a few people like that. Just. But the enemy doesn't want you to hear God's voice because he doesn't want you to have light on your path. He wants you to stumble and trip. Let me give you a couple of different ways we can hear God speak. 
One is through his spoken word. The other is through his written word, through his Bible. Some, sometimes we hear God speak through dreams and visions. Do you know that you can have dreams and visions? Just pretty cool, right? Prophecy. How many of you have ever been prophesied over? Show me your hands. Prophecy is a good way to hear God's voice. Words of knowledge, which is good. And, and occasionally others, but you've got to be careful with this one because you need to make sure the, that the others you're listening to actually know how to hear from God. T-Bar at the tire shop might not be able to hear from God. Don't listen to what he says. Just saying. And then the last one is the occasional donkey. That's right. The occasional donkey. You know God spoke through a donkey? Go with me to Numbers chapter 22. Now the King James Version for donkey, I can't say in church today because some of you might get offended. But you know what the King James Version of a donkey is, right? (laughs) Sometimes God has to use a donkey to speak to us. And you wonder why you got donkeys in your life. Maybe because you're hard of hearing. (laughs) Watch this. Numbers chapter 22. Crazy story. I love it though. Verse 22. But God was angry with Balaam. Angry that Balaam was gone. So he sent the angel of the Lord to stand on the road to block his way. As Balaam and, and two servants were riding along. Now Balaam's got some highfalutin people with him. And he's riding on his donkey. As the two servants were riding along, Balaam's donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. The donkey bolted off the road into the field. But Balaam beat it and turned it back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood at a place where the road narrowed between two two vineyard walls. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it tried to squeeze by and crush Balaam's foot against the wall. So Balaam beat the donkey again. Then the angel of the Lord moved further down the road and stood in a place too narrow for the donkey to get by at all. This time, the donkey saw the angel and it lay it down under Balaam. In a fit of rage, Balaam beat the, the animal again with his staff. Then the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. Y'all reading this? The donkey says... What have I done to you that deserves your beating me three times? It asked Balaam. Balaam responds to the donkey. You have made me look like a fool. Oh, really? You're talking to a donkey. Who looks like the fool? Who made you look like a fool? You're talking, you're having a conversation with a donkey. Balaam shouted, if I had a sword with me, I'd kill you. Donkey responds, but I'm the same donkey you've ridden all your life. The donkey answered, have I ever done anything like this before? No, Balaam admitted. He's talking to a donkey, y'all. Bet you didn't think he was coming to church to hear that this morning. Huh? You know, sometimes God will use a donkey when you don't listen. Sometimes those hard people in your life are there because you're not listening. I've worked for some hard people and God's spoken through them. And I hated it even more, the fact that I had to listen to a knucklehead like that. I would be embarrassed to be Balaam right now. 
knowing that some bald-headed guy in 2016 read the story of him having a conversation with a donkey. I don't want to be known as the guy who has to hear from the donkeys in life to get anywhere. Amen. I want to hear straight from the father in a nice little whisper in a good little way before he ever has to bring a donkey to speak to me. Right. I want to be able to hear God's voice. Clearly. And I want to know his voice because there's a lot of other voices running around. Amen. So let me give you this, how to hear God's voice. Number one, you need to believe that he wants to speak to you. First, it takes faith. You have to believe that God wants to speak to you. I never believed God wanted to speak to me until he spoke to me one day. When he spoke to me, it changed my life. I went to my best friend who I thought I could trust. And I said, hey, bro, listen, what I, I, I think God said this to me. And he, he, he heard what I said and he goes, no, nah, man, that ain't God. He said, God spoke to Moses, bro. He don't speak to us like that. And I was kind of like, really? But something didn't feel right because I knew I heard something. Then I went to my grandmother and told her what God said. She told me I was crazy. So I started to believe what everybody was saying to me about hearing from God. And it got to a point where God had told us, and this is what he said. He said, go find Bubba, ask him what he needs and help him. In other words, go find Pastor Bubba and help his ministry. So I'm sitting at dinner one night and I'm I'm just wrestling with this thing. And and in a fit of, of emotions, I get up and I run outside and I go into the woods. And I'm like, God, you're going to have to say it again. And he said it again. And then from there, I knew I wasn't crazy. And I knew that God didn't speak to just Moses. And I made a decision that forever, ever changed my life. Two weeks later, we packed our bags up and moved on that word. And I do not regret it. That's the best word from God I've I've ever heard in my life. Was, the, was one of the first ones. So you first have to believe that God wants to speak to you. Look at what David says in Psalms chapter 5. He says, to listen, to my, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request and wait expectantly. I'm a firm believer and I'll always be a firm believer that we need to try to meet with God in the morning. And there's a couple of reasons why. This is just a little side note from the message. Not so that God will love me better, Not so that I can be a better person, but so that I can actually honor the God who sent his son to die on a cross so that I could be saved and spend eternity in heaven. The least I can do is get up an extra 30 minutes early and spend some time with him speaking and listening. David said, I get up in the morning and I come to you and I bring my request. And then I sit back and I wait expecting to hear something from him. Come on. It's not a religious thing. You don't do it to be better. You do it to honor. And too many people I know that have done that have actually said, you know, when I do get up in the morning 30 minutes early and I spend time with God, quality time, my day seems to go by better. There seems to be a wind in my sail and not a rock on my foot. Come on, somebody. So David said, I wait expectantly. 
Too many of us use the dump and go method when we spend time with God. You know the dump and go method, right? Come on, you get up in the morning, you're already running late. You grab your Bible and you're the word bless you lord lord i need help today i'm already running late and you're going about your day what'd you do you just dumped and went and you didn't get anything from god you do you know that god's not in the rush that you are do you know he doesn't panic when you panic you know he doesn't freak out when the boss is mad at you he doesn't freak out on our schedules God will honor your schedules and God will honor your bosses and he will honor your plans for the day. He just wants you to, to make a little room for him where you can get up in the morning and spend some time with him and then he actually slot out enough time to actually hear from him. He speaks more than we listen. We miss it more than we get it. And if we'll just listen, his word will be a lamp unto my feet. And the light unto my path. You know that's the way he originally set it up. All of creation was set up that way. That God would speak and he would listen. And we would speak and he would listen. You remember the garden? The garden of Eden when God created the earth. He created a a very beautiful place. And he put man in there. And he, he would come in the cool of the day the Bible says. And he would visit with Adam and Eve. He would walk with them, the Bible says. Now, walking with them is not a hurried thing. You ever get around your papa or your mama and they're never in a rush? You're like, hey, mama, how you doing? Come see, baby. Let me tell you a story. Mama, I ain't got time for a story. Oh, no, it ain't going to take long. Right? But if you'll stop and listen, you'll gain some wisdom for life. Right? God wanted to walk with them. Not in a hurry. Didn't run through the garden. Didn't sprint through the garden. He walked with them and he spent time with them. Do you know that he still wants to do that today? I said, do you know he still wants to do that today? That's what he's up to. That was his original design. Do you know that he loves that? Because you know why I know know God loves that? Because he was the one that would show up in the garden. God met them where they were. He didn't put a bunch of laws down and said, you got to tiptoe, do a hopscotch, cut a backflip, and be on on top of this rock by 10 o'clock so I'll meet with you. God didn't do that. God would go and meet them where they were at to spend time with them. That's the God we serve. That's the God that saved your life. That's the God that wants to spend time with you. The fact that he even wants to speak to us should blow our minds back. That the same God who spoke the world into existence would want to speak to me. We need to take it seriously. We don't need to play around with hearing God. You don't need to take it lightly and you don't need to take it for granted. There is none greater than God. Are you getting this? The greatest of the great wants to talk to you that should be messing you up right now seriously 
The fact that he's so big that he could actually listen to you and then turn around and speak to you without messing you up. Watch this in John chapter 14. It says this, but when the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. Now, it was Jesus speaking. He said, when I leave, the Holy Spirit's going to come. God's going to send the Holy Spirit as a gift for you. And the Holy Spirit's going to remind you of everything that I've said to you. Now, in order to be reminded of something, you first have to forget something, right? In order to forget something, you first have to be told something. Because you can't forget nothing. Well, maybe some of you can, but most of us can't forget nothing. That means that Jesus speaks to us and the Holy Spirit reminds us of what he said to us. Is this making sense? So number one, you need to believe that God wants to speak to you. Number two, you need to position your heart to hear his gentle whisper. You need to position his heart, your heart, to hear his whisper. Go go with me to John chapter 10 in verse 3. My, My family and I have been raising a farm for a couple of years now. And we started out with 12 chickens. And the goal was is to train the chickens to listen. <laughs> I can say, Pastor, how's that working for you? Not very well. But I had it in my head that we would train these chickens to listen to us. Now, I wish you could have watched this. It would have been pretty comical. So I took the kids and I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Every time we go out to the chicken tractor, we're going to bring this can halfway filled with rice with the top taped on it. And we're going to walk towards the chicken coop. And we're going to shake it, and we're going to holler, hey, chicky, 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 hey, chicky, 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 chicky. And they were like, I said, trust me, it's going to make them get used to our voice, and they're going to know our voice. So, man, for a while, we would walk outside, and I always made the kids walk with it, chicky, 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 chicky. I was trying to train them to my voice. It didn't work. I wish I could say it worked, but I would be lying if I said it worked. It didn't work. Chickens are dumb. (laughs) But chickens have, they are smart enough to realize that if you're coming to see them, that you got something for them, so they'll come running to you because they know you usually got something to eat. But then we got pigs. And we got pigs. I said, well, let's try it again. They were like, no, Dad, not the rice can again, right? Like, no, no, we're going to do a little different. So we're going to say this every time we go out to see the pigs. And it worked. And this is the pig call. You want to hear the pig call? Soup, 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 soup. And you could be across. You could be 10 acres away. And you could holler, soup, 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 soup. And then pigs could be sleeping and they'll jump up. And then they, they registered meal time. But they learned our voice. Now, somebody else could walk out there and go, soup, 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 soup. Pigs are smarter than you think. They're definitely smarter than chickens. Watch this verse in John chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. It says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. The sheep what? They recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. 
They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. You see, we have to know the voice of God to make sure we're following the right person. Come on, somebody. There's too many voices and we're listening to too many other voices. We need to know his voice. That's actually a promise because he said that he said, my sheep know my voice. That means that when his spirit entered into your body, it recognizes the voice that he's related to. You hear me? So when God speaks, there should be something that stirs up inside of you. And he goes, hold up. What is that? But then when somebody else speaks, you ought to be able to go, ah, mm, 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 mm. No, that ain't God. And by the way, just a little side note, if you're hearing something in your heart or in your spirit that doesn't line up with this, it ain't God, baby. You can't say, oh, the Lord told me to divorce my husband. Did he really? Yep, told me to divorce my husband. That was a true story, by the way. Told me to divorce my husband. Well, why did he tell you that? Because it would get his attention. Time out. Let's back. The, let's, let's back. God told you to divorce. You're listening to the wrong voice. Amen. Position your heart. To hear his gentle whisper. It's something that has to be cultivated. It's something that has to be trained. You got you to gotta position your heart. What does that mean, Pastor, to position my heart? It means you need to keep yourself in, a, in an attitude and in a place where I can hear from God. That means that I am intentionally listening to him and listening for his voice. Remember, you're walking through this life and his spoken word is the light on your feet and the light to your path. You need to be attentive to that. Amen? It takes a little bit of training. It takes a little bit of time. But listen to me. The, the, the devil ain't going to like me saying this, but God wants to speak to all of us. Elbow your neighbor and say he wants to speak to you too. Knucklehead. You weren't supposed to say that. We have to position our heart to hear his gentle whisper. It's something you have to lean into. It's something you have to put the distractions out of the way. When, you, when you're first starting to hear God's voice, you may need to get into a really quiet place. You may need to go lock your cell phone in your truck just so you can't even feel it vibrating so that you can concentrate on, your, on hearing God's voice. But as you grow in that, you'll be able to walk through the mall on Black Friday and hear the voice of God. And he's going to say, go home. This is the devil. The devil's at the mall on Black Friday. You need to run. The Lord might say, run, Forrest, run. You need, you'll be able to hear his voice. Yeah, but pastor, they got deals on Friday. Run! You'll get up early to go to Black Friday, though, won't you? I got my soapbox now, baby. Yeah, you'll get up at 2 in the morning to go catch your deal, but can't get up 30 minutes early to spend a little time with God. Yeah, y'all saying preach it, but you listen to it. (laughs) 
Don't get excited when I say something somebody else needs to hear. I love you. You know I love you. You can go shopping on Black Friday if you want to. More power to you. The rest of us will be at home enjoying peace. So position your heart to hear his gentle whisper. Number three, learn the art of listening. Many times we don't have an an issue talking, but we have an issue listening, right? Sometimes it's easier just to tell God what you want to tell him and then move on because sometimes you're afraid of what God's going to say to you. Let's just get real honest this morning. I'll be honest with you. There's sometimes when I'm praying, I'll dump and go. Because I don't want to hear what he's got to say. You know why? Because what he's got to say might cross what I want to do. And I'll be honest, I don't like God to mess up my plans. Because they're my plans. And I make the best plans for me. Right? Can I get a witness? Sometimes I won't listen. I'm being honest. Sometimes I won't listen because he's going to mess my day up. I never think that way after I listen to him, though. And I do what he says, and then I find out what he had planned for me today, and I I see where it maybe brought life to somebody. Somebody gave their life to Jesus, or somebody did this or that. I got a phone call this week. Guy in the church called me up. He said, hey, Pastor, man, my aunt's got cancer all over. He said, they're giving her a couple days to live. She just got home. Would you come talk to her? And be honest with you, part of me didn't want to go. Just being honest. I'm not trying to be mean. I just, I had my plans already. So I went. They gave me the address and I went. And I prayed and I got to her house and the boys were already there. And I sat down and I talked to her for a second. And I asked her if she knew Jesus. And, and she, was, she was Catholic. And I said, do you know Jesus? Have you given your life to Jesus? And she said, yeah. I was like, wow, this is easy. I said, can I pray for you? Do you believe God can heal you? Yes. Room full of people I never met. Sat on the side of her bed and prayed 15, 20 minutes. Prayed for God to do a miracle in her life. And at the end of praying for her, God showed me. He said, Jamie, she's already won. Because 20, 30 minutes ago when she gave her life to Jesus, she's either going to be healed here or she's going to be healed in eternity. She's already won. She can't lose. Cancer will not beat her because she's going to win. Amen. And she died. She died yesterday and she went on to be with the Lord. But you know what? I'm glad I got to be a part of that. I'm glad I listened to what God said to me. And I went and I was obedient. I'm glad that her nephews got there and they shared the gospel with her. She got saved five, ten minutes before I even got there. I'm going to see, I told you I didn't need to show up. But praise God, she entered heaven at the last minute. Last minute, y'all. But there's times I don't want to hear what God's got to say. I don't want to go do what he tells me to do. I'm selfish too. But we have to learn the art of listening. Jesus said in Matthew 13, 9 from the Amplified Version, he says, Jesus said, he who has ears. Now look at your neighbor and see if they have ears. 
Everybody got ears? Yeah. Okay. He, he who has ears to hear, let him be listening and let him consider and perceive and comprehend how? By hearing. We've got to train our heart and our ears. And, and listen to me. Just relax. Just relax about this whole thing. Some of you get so stressed out on trying to hear from God that you can't hear nothing. Just relax. He made you to listen. If you relax and spend time with him, he's going to speak. You're going to hear. It's all going to be good. Amen. Just relax. He designed you to listen. Solomon said this. One of the wisest men never walked the planet. He said, Lord, he prayed this. He said, Lord, give me a hearing heart. Maybe we need to pray for God to give us a hearing heart. That my heart would hear the voice of God. And that he would lead my life and I would quit leading it myself. And then number four, last one. Fellowship more with the Holy Spirit. Fellowship more with the Holy Spirit. Cheryl and I have been together for 23 years. uh, 19 of those years we've been married, but we dated for four years before that because it took her a while to make up her mind. But we've been together for 23 years, and I realized the other day I finally learned how to make her coffee. Either that or she's just giving up on me, but I can make her coffee now. After 23 years, I can make her coffee, and it's not too sweet, and it's not bad, bad. I'm like, put some daggone cream in it, stir it up, and let's, let's drink the thing. I just want to wake up. But it's got to be just right. You know how your spouse is. But after 23 years, she can, I can tell when she's in a bad mood. By the way she sits down in the chair, by the way she puts the dishes up, by the way the, the cabinet's shut, by the, by the way she walks, by the way she breathes. Come on, somebody. You know your spouse. <sighs> You're like, uh-oh. When that happens in my house, me and Ethan look at each other and go, let's go outside. <laughs> we got three girls at the house. And you know what happens once a month at the house? Three girls. It goes crazy at my house. I'm just being real. It goes crazy. Even the dog, ain't, he ain't even a real man. He's been cut. So it's like me and Ethan, we're outnumbered. I'm like, look, outside. Run for your life. But after 23 years, she knows when I'm upset. She knows when I'm happy. She knows when I'm thinking about something. She knows when I'm stressed, when I don't even know that I'm stressed. She goes, what you stressed out about? I ain't stressed. No, you stressed out. I ain't stressed. Yeah, you are. It took 23 years to realize that. Now, some of you may be faster than me. You may have a few less years under your belt, and you already know your spouse that well. Well, congratulations. I'm happy for you. But it takes a while. To do it faster, to get there faster, you have to spend more time fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean, Pastor? That means being quiet and spending time with the Holy Spirit. It means just reading your Bible if you need to, praying, listening, putting on some worship music. The Bible says you will worship me. It says that God is spirit and you will worship me in spirit and in truth. If God is spirit, then you're going to have to do something spiritual to get connected to God. Right? 
Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The more you fellowship, the closer you get. The more time you you set aside, the better it's going to be. And then he's given us his word. When you fellowship, sometimes you just need to get up in the word. Well, Pastor, you're kind of beating us up with the word this morning. Yep, that's what God said to do. He said to throw the word at you. Some of you need to read your Bible. Not because you have to, but because you want to. You want to know what the difference is? One of them sits down with the attitude of, I need some words of life. I need to hear my master's voice. I need to be filled up. My spirit man is starving. My spirit man looks like an Ethiopian poster child. I mean, it's just, it's skinny and I need to fill it up. So I need to read the word and I need to pray and I need to listen. I need to put on some music and sing to God. I need to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The opposite is, well, let me see what I can get. Find an answer here for something. You see the difference in having to and wanting to? There's a big difference. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this. It says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Verse 17, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. You can't do the job if you don't know what to do. I say you can't do the job if nobody tells you what to do. If you get hired on and you never talk to the boss, you're going to know what to do? Spend some time with the boss. The word guards us from deception, from falling into a trap and listening to other voices. It keeps us from following vain imaginations. Some of you have some strange imaginations. And you've been listening to your imagination too long. So let me give you this and I'm going to wrap it up. If you seek God, you will hear his voice. He says, word says, if you, if you seek me, you will find me. Amen. It also says that if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. I guarantee that if you'll spend time with God, God will spend time with you. Amen. I guarantee. Because he can't lie. Because his word says that if you'll draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. You only need to quiet your soul to hear from God. Let your spirit dominate. Listen with spiritual ears. Last thing, why you need to hear God's voice. I'm going to give you three things on why you need to hear God's voice. Number one, it proves that you're in God's family. You know, the Bible says that he speaks to his children. You know, as a believer, the enemy's trying to convince you constantly that you're not one of God's children. But you know that if you, that when he speaks to you, he speaks to his children 
And when he speaks to you, it affirms you as one of his kids. That's why you need to hear the voice of God. Number two, it protects you from mistakes. Anybody need help with that? Or you know somebody needs help with that? Number three, it produces success in your life. Now, I believe every one of us wants all three of those things. We want to be proven that we're in God's family. We want to be protected from mistakes, and we want to be successful in life, right? I want that. All I got to do is listen to God's voice. Amen? Amen.